Today, the U.S. justice system sends a clear message to those who wish to cause harm. If you commit the crime, you will be spanked. The Justice Department is not mincing words today as it reinstitutes harsher punishments nationwide. How many naughty little felons will these spankings affect? From the Onion and Onion Public Radio, I'm Leslie Price, and this is The Topical. Stay with us. We'll barely scratch the surface on all the day's news. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Earlier this week, the Justice Department announced it would be reinstituting a federal punishment, making it legal to sentence felons who have committed first-degree crimes to a good hard spanking. It's been nearly two decades since the federal government has sentenced a prisoner to be spanked, but in the 27 states where ass thrashing is a legal form of punishment, the practice is far more common. But is spanking ethical? Is it just? OPR's Dirk Mullins set to find out. That noise you hear? That's a prisoner being administered several hard smacks on the bum at the William E. Donaldson Maximum Security Correctional Facility in Jefferson, Alabama. One, two, three, four. Here in Alabama, criminals like these can be held over a guard's knee like a little boy and given ten firm thwacks to their behind. Bad murderer. Bad, bad murderer. Naughty. Very naughty. I'm here today walking past hundreds of prisoners who have been held for decades waiting to be spanked in an area of the prison known as Spank Row. I've been in here for 27 years now, just just waiting for my day to come. This is Jeff. At 73, he's one of the oldest criminals on Spank Row, convicted over a quarter century ago of a murder charge on an armed robbery gone wrong. Do I deserve to be spanked? Well... I think that's for God to decide, but maybe I do. But human rights activists like Rosa Drake disagree. Rosa is part of a state coalition that believes the act of smacking an inmate's ass until it's red is simply too barbaric of a punishment for any state to hand out. The notion that even one innocent person could be spanked disqualifies it as an acceptable punishment no matter the crime. And even if it was, after all the botched spankings we've seen, the state can't even be trusted to do it humanely. The families of victims, however, tell another story. Back when Jeff was first tried for felony first-degree murder, the families demanded a spanking. And according to the judge in the case, a hand to the cheeks was, quote, the only option. He killed my son. And I want his behind slapped raw! Which brings us here to the spanking room. A room where thousands of cold-blooded killers have been turned on their stomach, cracked a ceiling, and had the full fury of the state unleashed on their ass. When you walk in, the first thing you see is a large, disappointed-looking guard in a rocking chair, sipping whiskey in one hand and reading a newspaper in the other. As Jeff entered, the guard picked him up and placed him on his knee. He beckoned the victim's family over through the looking glass to point and laugh and asked Jeff if he'd been a bad little first-degree murderer. Jeffrey, are you ready? Do your worst, sir. Do you have any final words before I spank you? Jeff paused for a moment, 
Then he spit on the floor and looked the guard straight in the eye. I'll see you in hell, warden. Roll on one. Uh. Roll on two. Uh. 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 After the spanking was over, a conical dunce hat was placed on Jeff's head, and he was left to sit in the corner with his thumb in his mouth. But was this really the closure his victim's family expected? I know that no amount of spanks could ever bring our son back, but that man needed to know that he was a bad boy. A bad, bad boy. <laughs> OPR's Dirk Mullins. Thank you, Dirk, for that frankly arousing report. Let's hope this kinky little practice never gets outlawed. Whew, damn. I need a cold shower. Uh, We'll be back in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Oh man, I'm spent. Wow. But I'm a professional and there are still exactly three other things that happened today that I need to tell you about. Here they are. President Trump opened the door to Air Force One again today. This is the second time this week he's opened the door to the aircraft while in flight, and members of his administration believe it won't be the last. On Wall Street, stock in Home Depot is on the rise after the home improvement retailer introduced a new 100-pound bag of mulch for fucking up your back in the garden section. Consumer Reports has already given their own endorsement, calling the new product goddamned heavy as shit. And in local news, a prominent California doctor has lost his license after investigators discovered he was actually just a toddler using a Fisher-Price medical playset. In addition, the young fraud may be ordered to pay upwards of $2.5 million to the patients and insurance companies he fooled with his little plastic stethoscope. That's it for The Topical today. I'm Leslie Price. Join us tomorrow for a truly inspiring story of how one man, another man, and another different man all came together to become the Beastie Boys. And don't forget to like and subscribe to The Topical wherever you get your podcasts. Otherwise, we're going to send a SWAT team to your house, and knowing them, they'll probably shoot you dead, no questions asked. See you tomorrow.